Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. We are on the third season. It's incredible. Yoga is actually, the meaning is union. So it's a union of the body, mind, and spirit. It is spirituality. It wow. is. This is the lowest place in creation. This is where God wants to be known. Growth is growth, no matter how little it is. Oh, absolutely. All the shit that I thought I was is falling away, and every day it falls away, I feel better about life, and I'm able to beat me. Yoga doesn't want you to really forget about the emotion. They want you to move with the emotion. I've never thought of to do that, and I'm doing it right now, and my mind is kind of blown. Okay, so question for you all. Have you tried Reiki yet? And if you haven't, why? <laughs> no, but for reals, it if you haven't done Reiki yet, I highly suggest that you give it a try. Um, for me, the one person that I've been going to that has made a monumental difference in my vibration and my connection with my higher self and my guides has been Heather at um, Breath of Like Reiki. And if you haven't done it, I suggest going to her because she is phenomenal. <laughs> so if you haven't tried it, Go to Breath of Life Reiki 1111 at gmail.com. Send her a little message and get this, you guys. If you mention Lorelei, she will give you 25% off. Dude, that is amazing. So if you've been interested in Reiki and you've never done before or maybe you haven't been doing it or whatever, you want to do it again contact Heather at breathoflifereiki1111 at gmail.com or you can go to her IG because that's where everybody is these days. Also breathoflifereiki1111 and on Facebook, same thing, breathoflifereiki. And if you mention Lorelei, L-O-R-E-L-E-I, she will give you 25% off. So now you have no excuse. Go get you some Reiki, y'all, and tell them I sent you and you'll get a little bit of percentage off. All right. I love you guys check it out. I'm going to turn down my microphone a little bit because it looks like it's a little crazy. That that looks a little bit better. Yeah, maybe there. Maybe there. Yeah, we're good. All right. Impromptu podcasting in the freaking car. We got this. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. Thank you for coming back and spending some time with me, your ever-curious host, Lorelai. And I am in my car again today, but this time I have learned my lesson. I have turned the car off. I don't know if this is a brilliant life choice, only because, um, you know, in my neck of the woods, it's been really warm. So, you know, we're going to find out if uh, how sweaty I am after all of this, but... <laughs> whatever we're 
we're going with it. We're making things happen. It's going to be okay. All right, you guys. So today I'm so excited to bring to you finally a topic I've been kind of waiting for. Oh my God, there's leaves going into my car. I have the windows down right now because, you know, I don't, I don't really want to die. I want to get some air flowage into my car, but at the same time, you know, I don't really want the leaves to be blowing up in my car. There's massive wind and blew all the leaves in my car. I'm so surprised it didn't go into my mouth because that sounds like something that would happen. Anyway, I digress. The topic that I wanted to talk to you guys about today that I've been putting off forever is the kundalini awakening. Are we so excited to talk about that today? I'm so excited to talk about that today. Okay. But first, obviously, we're going to talk about the crystal of the week. Now, this one is actually, I've never heard of this one before. Now, obviously, whenever we haven't heard of a crystal before, you better believe we're going to be talking about it. So the crystal that I found is merlinite. And this crystal is black and white. Um, It has just those two distinct opaque colors and it's usually pretty small. Um, It's becoming more readily available and it's only out of New Mexico. So merlinite is a magical stone that holds the imprint of the combined knowledge of shamans, alchemists, magician priests, and other workers of magic. Its dual coloring blends the spiritual and earthly vibrations together, giving access to the spiritual and shamanic realms. This stone supports shamanic practices or magical ritual. It facilitates reading the Akashic Record, inducing travel into past or future lives to gain insight on how to live life in the future. Merlinite can bring magic into your life. So for healing, merlinite can be used for past life healing and to bring harmony into the present life. It balances yin yang and masculine and feminine energies, conscious and subconscious and intellect intellect and intuition. For appropriate positioning, you want to wear around the neck or place behind the ears to access past lives. Now, I'm sure all of you that have been listening from the beginning of this podcast know that for some reason, I am very much drawn to all things past life because that is what I do. That is my purpose is to help people access past lives and to actually discover some of those traumas or discover what what they were and why they are who they are today. And it is no surprise that I come across a lot of crystals that help you access past life. So if you find that there's a lot of crystals that, oh, you can access Akashic Record and it makes it easy for you to meditate and access a past life, yeah, that that makes sense because that's, that is that is what I do. But I promise that I am trying my best to find ones that are good for all the things so that you guys can like, I don't know, <laughs> utilize other than past life crystals. <laughs> Anyway, so that pretty much colors covers merlinite. I know that was really fast, but it's not a really super well-known crystal. Oh, and, oh I, I got that information from the Crystal Bible by Judy Hall. So, you know, if you have any more um, questions about that, please let me know. But that is where I got all that information. So the quote of the week is from, actually, it's unknown. It's, it's from an unknown author. I, I researched and I could not find anything. So, But I thought it was so good that I might as well tell you guys about it. So the quote is, Until you change your thinking, 
You will always recycle your experiences. Okay, so that's it. Damn, I'm done with the crystal and the quote. Five minutes, y'all. Five minutes into this podcast episode. (laughs) That's okay. We like bite size, don't we? We like bite size. I like bite size. So let's just run on into it, okay? Let's talk about the kundalini awakening, which has been like a hot button issue. Everybody's talking about awakening their kundalini and all the things. And if you are listening to this podcast in sort of succession, we've already talked about the nada system. So I'll briefly go over the nada system with you guys. So that way, as like a very quick refresher, if you haven't listened to the nada system episode or you don't know what the nada system is, I highly recommend that you listen to that podcast episode. That way it makes it a little bit easier to know why and how kundalini happens because having an understanding of your chakra bodies and your nada system is going to make kundalini a lot more understandable for you. So anyway, the Nada system is another network of energetic bodies in your body. So you have your chakras, your seven chakras that you have in your body, uh, with your seventh being on the top of your head. Um, And then you have your Nada system, which has three channels. The main channel, which is your spiritual channel, and then you have your um, your two other channels, which is your left and your right side, which are related to the the mental, which is like the feminine energetic, and then the vital or the masculine energetic. And I believe the left side is the feminine, and the right side is the masculine or the um, mental versus vital energetic. And what those do is those two channels, those mental and vital channels go up and circle around like a helix up the, the spiritual channel, which is goes right along your spine all the way up to your crown chakra. And those two planes go up and they, they circle through your, the seven chakras. So they start in your root and then they meet and cross over each other in your sacral. They go apart and then meet again and cross over each other in your solar. They do the same thing, billow out and then meet again at your heart. And then they billow out again and meet at your throat. And then again at your Ajna or your third eye. And then they come together and come out the top in one unified thing in spirit up through your crown. So anyway, that is your Nada system in a very brief, very quick overview. Now, Kundalini awakening follows this Nada system in a way to achieve enlightenment. So I actually found a really great article that was one of those things that are pretty to the point and it makes it pretty easy to understand, which I like and I'm sure everybody else does. And this is... um, from brettlarkin.com forward slash kundalini dash awakening forward slash. And the article is called Kundalini Awakening. What is it and how to awaken it? Because that's what we want to know, right? So this is what Brett Larkin has to say about it. So Kundalini Yoga is a deeply spiritual practice. In fact, many say that the Kundalini process can lead to a spiritual awakening. And While spiritual enlightenment sounds like a really good thing, it can come with a whole lot of intense experiences, which if you've had a spiritual awakening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
A lot of times it's not this Zen rainbow unicorns happy experience. A lot of it can be very, very hard. It can be challenging. You're facing a lot of your, your shadow and it's like, holy shit, I was wrong about everything or whatever. It's, it can be a very groundbreaking, very foundation cracking experience for some people, a lot of people. So the way that yoga talks about the spiritual or this particular spiritual experience is through the kundalini process where prana or life force energy moves through the subtle body until it reaches the harasrara chakra or chakra called the crown chakra. This awakens kundalini. Before you go chasing the kundalini experience, take some time to get acquainted with kundalini awakening process and a lot of people chase after this kundalini awakening without a whole lot of first understanding what it is and secondly how to approach it with the respect and the reverence that it deserves because it's a very powerful process and yes it's very very it can be very amazing and wonderful but it can also be really scary and it can really shift things that you might not be ready for. So anyway, he goes back into this. So there are a few things you should know about awakened kundalini first, and then we'll share the tips on how to use this ancient practice to achieve your own spiritual awakening too. So buckle up. We are about to embark on a spiritual journey. Are we buckled, everybody? Let's buckle up. What is kundalini awakening? Kundalini awakening is a remarkably powerful spiritual experience in the yoga world. It is spiritual enlightenment. It is something that devoted yogis and practitioners spending many years preparing for and working towards. So what happens when we awaken our dormant kundalini energy? Consider that kundalini is our spiritual energy. A kundalini practice uses the physical body to move the spiritual energy along our central channel, almost like a snake kind of coiling around your uh, that center channel, right? That spiritual channel. In essence, it's waking up the divine feminine life force energy known as the kundalini serpent that lies coiled and locked at the base of our spine, which is our root chakra. Once this energy is woken and able to flow freely up and down our center line, it makes its way up to penetrate the seventh chakra where it meets the divine masculine forces. Where our divine feminine energy represents creation, our divine masculine energy is higher consciousness. And with this meeting comes a shift into a broadened state of awareness. There, in the seventh chakra, a spiritual awakening can occur. This is what we call kundalini awakening. It is an experience that will move you to your core and bring all into light. So, is kundalini awakening rare? Kundalini awakening is somewhat common in the spiritual world, especially talked about, right? We talk about Kundalini all the time, especially if you're more involved in like spiritual culture and being around other people that are into the sort of work and meditation and awakening their, you know, spiritual energies. So you probably have heard about it. So it's kind of becoming more of a a popular thing. But generally speaking, Kundalini awakening is rare. It's a total transformation that will open your mind, body, and soul 
to a whole new magnitude. And the thing is, you really have no control over when or if Kundalini will awaken. Hello, spontaneous awakening, right? Like that's, that is a thing that can happen. (laughs) So anyway, while we can work faithfully with Kundalini energy to summon her rising in the end, it is she who decides when she is ready. For some, reaching awakening can take a lifetime to achieve, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because it's all about the process and everything happens in the divine way that it should. So what triggers Kundalini awakening? So she has them listed out here in two things. So number one, so awakening Kundalini can go in two ways. The first way is Kundalini awakens through many years of hard work and dedication. The second one is Kundalini awakens spontaneously and you are not actively working to achieve awakening, nor are you mentally prepared yourself by somehow awakening is triggered. That, that would be rough. <laughs> It's like all of a sudden, one of these days, something happens and you have this massive awakening and you were not ready for that. But isn't that how life goes? You're either working at forever and ever and ever. And finally you get there, even though it's taken for freaking ever, or it just happens and you weren't even ready for it. So though we can take the steps to awaken dormant Kundalini energy, there's truly no rhyme or reason to when and how Kundalini will awaken. I know it sounds discouraging and quite like a mystical experience, but that's because it is and it has a lot to do with karma from this life and many lives before. After all, our spiritual journey begins long before we enter this physical body and a dedicated yoga practice can help us get closer to the spiritual path. Intentional or not, some things can trigger awakening or some things that can trigger awakening are one meditation. Meditation in general is a wonderful practice and tool for prepping and awakening kundalini. In particular, practicing extended meditation within a short period of time, such as in a retreat, uh, um, can be a trigger for awakening to occur. The second way is yoga asanas. So both kundalini yoga and hatha yoga can trigger awakening through activating and clearing the energy centers through specific chakra aligning are aligned postures. Other spiritual posture, uh, postural practices like qigong can be a trigger as well. Uh, the third thing is breath work. Working with the breath and certain pranayama exercises can trigger awakening as you guide your life force to flow up and down the energy line within. Now, if you remember, in if, if you did listen to the Natus System episode, we talked about the... Um, the type there's a very specific type of breathing that you can do to trigger um peace and also awakening and balance in those two different polarized uh uh channels right the feminine the masculine the vital versus the um, mental channels and the uh mental channel exits your left nostril and the vital channel exits your right nostril And the type of breath work that you want to do is the alternate nostril breathing. And you take your index finger and your pinky finger, you occlude one side, you take a deep breath in, and then you occlude the other, that side that you just took a deep breath in with your finger, and then you breathe out the other side, and then take a deep deep breath in through that nostril, and then occlude that nostril and breathe out the other side, and so forth. And you just keep going like that. And you can do that in the car, you can do that on a break at work or whatever. 
and you can get this very stimulating, very uh, calming uh, practice with this type of breath work by um, engaging and balancing those two polar channels just in that type of breath work. So just thought I'd bring that up. Anyway, the fourth is prayer. Much of awakening stems from intention. Therefore, intense prayer and deep devotion to connection with the divine can trigger awakening. The fifth is energy healing. Chakra work, Reiki, hypnosis, trauma therapy, and so on can be a big trigger for awakening kundalini as you are working intently to clear blockages in the subtle body, making space for kundalini energy to flow. And that makes sense. Because chakra work, Reiki, hypnosis, and trauma therapy, those are all therapies that help you to acknowledge and release energy that you no longer need to hold on to, replacing it with things that are very healthy and of light. And once you start doing that and you're balancing all of those energetic bodies and finding balance, the awakening process can have not only more ease, but more meaning in addition. Okay. The sixth is physical trauma. Awakening can be triggered through working to heal physical trauma and injury, especially in the lower back or spine area, as that is where the kundalini lays or where she lays. The seventh is emotional trauma and depression or grief. Losing someone close to you, whether it be through death, a breakup, or physical separation, can be a strong trigger for awakening, as well as suffering from depression or experiencing great grief. The eighth is near-death experience. Kundalini is a life force within the subtle body. Sometimes kundalini energy will awaken in an attempt to sustain life in a near-death experience. The ninth is love. Falling in love can trigger awakening by opening up the Anahata chakra, which is your sacral chakra. Oh, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. The Anahata chakra is your heart chakra. So sorry about that. (laughs) Falling in love can trigger awakening by opening up your heart chakra, the Anahata chakra. I think the sacral is Svadasthasana. Ooh, look at me remembering Sanskrit. Oh my God. I never thought I would see the day that I would remember some Sanskrit, but here we go. Oop, I'm patting myself on the back right now. <laughs> and I think I might, hopefully I said it right. Oh my God. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. Moving on. The 10th is childbirth. Giving birth to a child can trigger Kundalini awakening as new life passes through the Muladhara chakra. And that muladhara is the root chakra. Okay, so the other thing I wanted to put on that, because I know guys out there, if you're listening to this, you're like, well, I'm never going to experience that. So here's my take on that. You may not be able to physically give birth to a child, but you can birth life into the world, be it through your own creative process and whether it is creating art, creating work, creating something from yourself and bringing it into physical manifestation. So I feel like that is too a way that you can, um, do this, this like birthing process, if you will. And if you have other examples of that, please let me know because I love, I love that. So anyway, I thought I'd put that out there for you guys as well. So is Kundalini awakening dangerous? So working to awaken Kundalini energy is a safe practice in itself. However, 
There are some dangers to it. You must be aware that awakening Kundalini unleashes tremendous force and with great power comes great responsibility. Think, (laughs) that always reminds me of Spider-Man. I don't know about you guys. If there are geeky people out there that really like (laughs) Spider-Man, maybe you're giving me a high five. I don't know. But anyway, think of Kundalini as a fierce and powerful goddess. Her presence is strong and intense. Waking the goddess is an ancient and sacred art form that must be handled with care, grace, and intention. Where the danger lies is not being prepared. If you're not prepared for kundalini energy to awaken, the experience can be quite frightening. There will be a lot of confusion, discomfort, and resistance as the ego begins to dissolve and we are confronted with truth. This can feel like a bad drug trip or even psychotic break with reality. In order to be able to merge graciously with kundalini energy, a person must go through a period of careful purification and strengthening of their entire system first. This means that practicing under the guidance of a trusted and knowledgeable teacher or guru is pretty much always necessary. While the energy of the divine force is loving, nurturing, and healing in its essence, The sudden shift in perception can be extremely overwhelming if you're not ready. Not only will allowing a teacher to guide you will help you understand how to manage the power that Kundalini brings forth, but also your teacher can guide you through practices and techniques based on what is right for you and your particular makeup. Awakening the divine feminine force inside brings a great change and transition. It's not a process that should be rushed, and it's not always smooth sailing either, as it is with everything in life, right? So it can be rocky waters that brings us to the depths of our soul too. So be willing and ready to do the work and embark on the journey if awakening kundalini calls to you. All right, so now let's talk about how to awaken kundalini energy. Awakening Kundalini energy is achieved through a variety of sacred practices that stem from one of the most ancient religions in the world, Hinduism. Traditionally in India, yogis who would cleanse and prepare for years and years to experience Kundalini awakening. Nowadays, many practitioners are looking for the quickest way there, but it's important to know and remember that when dealing with energy as potent as Kundalini, preparation is key. Through yoga asana, meditation, pranayama, chanting, mantras, ritual, intention, prayer, and so on, we focus on unraveling the divine feminine force that reside within us all, safely and in traditional form. In preparation, we practice maintaining a healthy body, mind, and spirit by nurturing ourselves with nourishment in every way. Here are the steps to achieving kundalini awakening. Step One, breath work. Work with different breathing techniques to cleanse and purify the body and mind. There are specific pranayama exercises you can work with, such as, whoop, this one's going to be a tough one, kubaka, kumbaka, (laughs) kumbaka, breathe, or uh, sorry, breath retention, and, oh, kapalapati. (laughs) I've read this before. I just, this is a tough one, kapalapati. K-A-P-A-L-A-B-H-A-T-I or breath of fire. So the first one is breath retention and then the second one's breath of fire. 
that can guide you to awakening. You can also focus on consciously moving your breath all the way up and down your spine to allow life force to pass through each of the energy centers. Remember the alternate uh, nostril breathing. That'll definitely help with that, I think. The second step, meditation. Contemplation and meditation are mighty tools in leading us to the source. When practicing meditation, you'll want to be seated upright with good posture so that you can allow energy to move unrestricted up and down your center lines. Visualization meditations can be a powerful step in awakening kundalini as you focus on actually seeing the energy inside you. You can also practice vocalizing the divine light within. Step three, yoga asana and kriyas. In Sanskrit, kriya means to move. Both kundalini and hatha yoga involve a range of kriyas, asanas, and pranayama practices that prepare us for kundalini awakening. Kundalini yoga works with a sequence of repetitive movements and asana postures to cleanse our organs of toxins, boost energy levels, and clear the subtle system. Hatha yoga also focuses on awakening the kundalini energy through shatkarma, asana, pranayama, and meditation. Seven particular yoga asanas you can work with are, okay, so I looked these up beforehand and all of them are pretty easily understood except for the seventh one, which I will describe. So the first one is for your root chakra and it's the malasana yogi squat. And basically it's you have your hips and your feet out wide and you, you, you squat all the way down with your hands at prayer in your center and you put your elbows in between your knees and you squat there. That is the Malasana Yogi squat and that opens your root. The second one is frog pose. So frog pose is basically if you are on all fours and you let your knees go out really wide, much wider than your hips distance and then you go onto your forearms. That is frog pose, okay? So that opens up your sacral chakra. The next one is Dhanurasana bow pose. So bow pose is when you're on your stomach and then you reach back and you bend up your knees and you grab your, basically your ankles and you flex your back up as high as possible until you are in a shape of a bow, like inversely. So you're arching your back and you're on your belly, but you're holding onto your ankles and like flexing back. The next one, and that opens up your solar plexus. The next one is camel pose, which opens your heart chakra. Now I imagine um, the wheel would open up your heart chakra as well. But um, this one lists camel pose. So camel pose is if you're on your knees, um, I usually do this with my feet flexed, but if your feet are like the tops of your feet are flat to the floor, that's fine, whatever is more flexible for you. And you bend back and then you rest your hands um, on, the, on your low back and you bend back and then you put your hands on your heels and you let your, your head kind of dangle back and you're just letting your chest be wide open, which makes sense that that opens up your heart chakra. And then the next one is Cobra Pose, which opens your throat. And this one, um, you're gonna be on your belly and then you put your hands out flat, your arms out flat, and then you bring it close into your chest and you arc up your upper body and your chest upward. So it's like a, like a cobra kind of rising up. 
that opens your throat. And the next one is the Balasana Child's Pose. or So that opens up your third eye. Child's Pose is nice and easy. You basically, uh, you're on your knees and you uh, bring your, basically your head is really close to your knees and on the floor and you let your arms rest by your sides. It can be up in front of you or they can rest by the sides of your body. And that opens your third eye. The Sat Kriya or crown chakra is when you are sitting um, in a basic like cross-legged position on the floor and you flex your arms up overhead and you lace your fingers together except for your index fingers which point straight up to the sky and you flex your arms up and almost like reach up through your whole body up through your index fingers. So that is the Sat Kriya, which opens your crown chakra. Okay, so those are the different yoga asanas that you can work with that will open up your chakras. This, the fourth step is chanting and mantras. By chanting mantra, you align your inner vibration with your outer surroundings. The power of sound and vibration in our body makes it easier for us to achieve and activate awakening. Seven mantras you can work with in preparation for awakening kundalini are one, lam, which is your root chakra, vam, which is sacral chakra, ram, or that might be ram, lam, vam, okay, that's what I think it is, lam, L-A-M, root chakra, vam, sacral chakra, which is V as in Victor, A-M, R-A-M, which is ram, solar plexus, yam, Y-A-M, heart chakra, Ham, H-A-M, which is your throat chakra. Aum, which is third eye, A-U-M. And then silence is your crown chakra. I love that. And then mudras. So these ones are going to be a little bit hard for me to describe. So I'll just list them and I'll make sure to have something in the description for you to look at, like some sort of a diagram which shows you the different mudras because these are how you're going to position your hands because a mudra is an arm, hand, or body gesture that creates an energetic seal in the body. It guides and directs energy flow to certain parts of the body to establish balance. Okay, so... The mudra for the root chakra is the muladhara mudra. The second one is the shakti mudra, which is for the sacral chakra. The rudra mudra is the solar plexus. The padma mudra is the heart chakra. The granthitha, the granthita mudra is the throat chakra. The mudra of the great head is the third eye. And the mudra of a thousand petals is the crown chakra. Now again, I will place like some sort of a a diagram for you guys to look at so that you can see what I'm talking about for these. Okay. Step six, ritual and prayer. The power of ritual and prayer is often overlooked. Do not be mistaken. Both are extremely powerful and important in evoking Kundalini energy. Step seven, the Shakti, Shaktipat. Shaktipat is the transfer of spiritual energy from a great spiritual guru to the student. The transfer generally occurs by touch, but can also be transmitted by mantra, word, and sometimes even simply through the eyes. Step nine, intention and devotion. Kundalini can be awakened through a dedicated study of philosophy and scripture along with deep devotion through prayer and intention. The 10th step, oof, this one's, oh, Brahmacharya, Brahma, Brahmakya, Brahmacharya, Brahmacharya, Brahmacharya. <laughs> I, 
Oh boy. I, I, I bet you the ones that know Sanskrit are just like face palming right now. Anyway, it means celibacy. So when practicing traditional higher Tantra, believe it or not, Brahmacharya, you exercise both physical and mental celibacy, which I found to be incredibly interesting. So the idea behind this is rather than seeking union from a source outside of yourself, you turn inwardly and seek union from within. I thought that was really beautiful. So anyway, what are the signs of Kundalini awakening? So the signs and symptoms of Kundalini awakening are largely dependent on the energy blocks inside each of our unique physical, emotional, and spiritual bodies. Each one of us is uniquely and beautifully different in so many ways. So the signs and symptoms of Kundalini awakening will vary amongst us all. There are, however, some telltale signs, and it looks like there are 15. So number one, physical symptoms that include fever, chills, headache, sweating, crying, or a tingling sensation down the spine. The second, increased sensitivity, both emotionally and physically. The third, a change in sleep patterns. Four, a deep sense of interconnectedness with all things. The fifth, a new ability to see the bigger picture or activating your third eye. The sixth, acceptance of what is truth and relief from negative emotions. The seventh is eagerness to practice non-violence. The eighth, recognition of oneness and the desire to serve others. The ninth, a sense of connection to God, divinity, or a higher power. Ten, the sudden urge for radical change. Eleven, a profound sense of calm, composure, and peace. The twelfth, a deepening of compassion, empathy, and understanding. Thirteen, the ability to communicate freely and openly or unblocking the throat chakra. 14, vivid or lucid dreams and enhanced intuition. And finally, 15, a stronger immune system as your body begins to thrive off of the energy within. So in the end, awakening Kundalini is a process, a journey of deep devotion, purification, patience, and training. So please move slowly and with ease. Be kind to yourself and the divine feminine energy that resides within. Each step should be embraced fully with love, presence, and joy. The other thing I wanted to add to this is that if we are awakening the divine feminine, this kundalini, the most important thing to connect with is our being, is in our quiet and in our dark energy, and to be patient to embody patience because that is where she lives. She lives in patience and the waiting and the wanting and the desire to see and understand the desire to develop this intuition. That is the mental body. So in order for us to really connect, we have to embrace that part of our being. So if we want this femininity, this this divine feminine, this goddess to awaken, we have to embrace all that she is. So anyway, that pretty much covers it, you guys. I hope that it was okay. I, I know it was a lot of information, but I feel like it was pretty straightforward and pretty good. If you have any questions about this or if there's any addition or comments or things that you have about this, please let me know. Um, and 
yeah, you can contact me at uh, thirdeyewithlorelei.com and that's 3RD, not T-H-I-R-D. Or you can find me on Instagram or you can reply um, even on my, uh, God, where am I? I'm on Anchor. I'm on all the things. Just DM me. I have so many ways that you can DM me. (laughs) You can email me and you can DM me. You can do all the things. I have lots of ways. So the best way though is to find me on my, uh, my website. All right, you guys, that's it. That's all the things. And I hope that you loved it as much as me. And um, I'm really excited to bring you more stuff in the coming weeks. Lots of more really amazing information and more people and interviews that are absolutely incredible. I've met some really amazing light workers and empaths um, over this third season. I, I got to tell you, it's been so exciting to really network and reach out and um, collaborate with different people and, and come together with some of the same people like Julie and, you know, it's just, it's just wonderful. So anyway, you guys, I love you all so, so much. I am so excited to be here with you all. And I'm so grateful to every single one of you that have been through this journey and this process with me from day one. You guys are absolutely amazing. I love every single one of you and feel free to reach out anytime because I am always here and I love hearing from you guys. So anyway, I hope you have a beautiful weekend and an even more amazing week. And I look forward to talking with you very soon. But until then, love and light to you all. Mic check, one, two. Mic check, one, two. I think I got all my crap. I think, I'm pretty sure anyway. (laughs) Gonna find out. And I don't have any air conditioning right now. So hopefully this is gonna be okay. I think it's going to be okay. I'm not going to die. It's going to be all right. <laughs> oh my God. It's so hot. Oh my God. I can't wait. Hold on a second. I gotta turn on. The- oh, I'm so sweaty. Oh, turn on. Oh my God. Air conditioning. You beautiful goddess. Oh my God. It was so hot in this stupid car. <laughs> Oh, you're lucky, you guys. I love you so much because, oh my God, that was the sweatiest I've ever been in my life. Ugh, gross. I did look this up. I promise. Frog pose. I've done frog pose before. Frog pose. Let's talk about some frog pose. Frog pose. Where are you? Frogpose.com. No, don't want that. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, 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 okay. If you would like an intuitive tarot reading or a past life tarot reading, be sure to contact me at my website at www.thirdeyewithlorelei.com and third is spelled with the three R-D, not T-H-I-R-D. Or you can contact me on my Instagram account or on my Facebook account. You can DM me and we can set up some time to get your reading in as soon as possible. In-person reading is accepted at this time. Also, readings over Zoom are accepted. So make sure to contact me and let me know what you need, you guys. Love and light to you all. Thank you.